Hi, Barry Lee with 92.5 Wink FM and excited to be at Rouse City Hall to host our second season of the City of Winchester's podcast, The Rouse Review. The way this works, twice each month on the second and fourth Thursday, we explore city services, programs, and events and discuss the information that you need to know. So let's get started with our first Council Bluff. That's bottom line upfront recap of the January 14th, 2020 Council meetings. During the regular meeting, Mayor Smith presented his inaugural Excellence Award to Julia Kogut and Cheryl Reams for the great work that they do in the community. Mayor Smith also presented his annual report video, including an overview of the city's accomplishments over 2019 as required by city code. The video is available on the city's YouTube and Facebook pages. City Council also approved an ordinance to amend city code specifying water and sewer availability fees are to be paid before a building permit is issued. Council held the first reading and were presented with an updated memorandum of agreement and traffic counts on Cork Street regarding the Shenandoah University's proposal for the capital improvement and management of several ball fields in Jim Barnett Park. No action was taken since it was a first reading. The second reading, public hearing, and official vote is expected to take place at the January 28, 2020 regular council meeting. Following multiple public comments during the November 26th and December 10th, 2019 meetings of the Common Council, councilors requested that a discussion of options and potential impacts of a possible Second Amendment resolution be added to a future council meeting agenda. City staff researched actions taken by other localities, and a summary was presented to Council during the January 14th work session. Actions taken have varied greatly from locality to locality. The most common of these actions are resolutions passed by local governing bodies declaring the locality a Second Amendment sanctuary. These resolutions generally state various levels of resistance to potential changes in state law, which encroach on their residents' gun rights, including refusal to enforce such laws by local law enforcement officers, refusal to prosecute them by local Commonwealth's attorneys, and or refusal to expend local government funds on enacting or enforcing them. Other localities have chosen to not adopt Second Amendment sanctuary resolutions, but have passed resolutions expressing support of upholding the U.S. and Virginia constitutions and opposition to measures which would be considered to be violating them. These localities are generally referred to as constitutional cities or counties. Council discussed a resolution adopted by Virginia Beach and drafting a similar resolution to fit the city of Winchester. Each councillor mentioned that they could not vote to become a sanctuary city because they swore an oath to uphold the Constitution when they were elected. Also, resolutions are symbolic in nature, and council did not want to take any action that would make it difficult for our police officers to enforce the law as they have sworn to do. After several failed motions in an effort to draft a resolution, council will not take any actions to become a Second Amendment sanctuary or constitutional city. For the background information and data related to this discussion, please refer to the council agenda packet on the city's agenda management portal. Council reviews the first Airbnb conditional use permit for a property on Virginia Avenue. After discussion, Council decided to continue the discussion at the February 11, 2020 Council work session to allow for further research and discussion before making a decision. Council also reviewed a request by Winchester Baseball for a conditional use permit, allowing a private club for indoor baseball batting cages at 2640 Valley Avenue. 
After discussion about potential noise and other conditions, Council decided to forward the CUP to the January 28, 2020 regular meeting for first reading. And last, recent state and federal legislation has established new provisions to streamline the review and permitting process for telecommunications facilities, especially those meeting the definition of small cell. Following a review of our zoning ordinance provisions, staff presented some opportunities to facilitate a more streamlined review process and modifications of existing facilities, as well as new installation of small cell and micro wireless facilities. At the November 19, 2019 meeting, the Planning Commission initiated this text amendment and scheduled a Planning Commission public hearing for December 17, 2019, before forwarding a recommendation to Council. Council discussed the ordinance and forwarded it to the January 28, 2020 Council meeting for first reading. For more information on these topics and to view the agenda packet, visit the City of Winchester website and click Council Meeting Agendas under the Government tab. All right, so by now you've heard everybody's talking about this snow and wintry mix that's moving in this weekend. Here's a friendly reminder from the City of Winchester. Hit it, snowman! When they're calling for three inches and we need to get it plowed, who's gonna get it cleared? It's the snowman! When the ice will make you slip, you don't want to break your hip. Get the salt and spread it thick, here comes the snowman! Ah, yes, winter is here and snow will fall once again in Winchester. Have no fear, the snowman is here. So let it now be revealed that the superhero known as the snowman is in fact Justin Hall, the city's public works division manager, now joining that city service league team of superheroes, including Michael Recycle. Justin, congratulations on being the snowman and welcome to our Rouse Review. It's good to have you with us. Thank you. Okay, important question. How we set on salt? <laughs> salt, we, we keep a, a large amount of salt in hand. Um, we have... We use what we call a mixed um, abrasive, which is mixed with salt and gravel. Um, that adds the gravel will add traction along with um, the salt, which will will melt the snow and ice. Excellent. Now, as far as primary and secondary routes, uh, explain what those are as far as plowing goes for the city. So, our primary routes have the highest volumes of traffic, and also our snow emergency routes to the hospital and stuff like that. Our secondary streets are our lower volume streets that don't have as much traffic on those. So if you haven't seen our, our plows and you're wondering where we're at, we, we're on our primary streets until our primaries are done and then we'll move into our neighborhoods. So if it's snowing really hard and you still haven't seen us, it's because we're still out on our primary streets. And once we get those under control and they're open, then we move into our neighborhood streets, which are our, the secondaries. You know, people that move here from outside the area, you know, they're told, all right, there's a time limit on when you have to get your snow removed off the sidewalk. So we'll set the record straight with the snowman. Uh, how much time do we have to get the snow off our sidewalks? So six inches or less of snow, you have 24 hours to clear your sidewalk. Um, six inches plus, you have 48 hours to clear your sidewalks. And that's from when the snow actually stops um, snowing. Okay. All right. Um, you know, the citizens need to be, uh, I think, uh, a little understanding here because when your crews are out there and, you know, a lot of these folks have been out there for hours and hours and hours and you're clearing streets and being diligent citizens clearing our sidewalks and driveways, we get it all nice and clean. And if it's still snowing, 
well, the plows have to come through again. And then we look and it's like, oh, you've got that little snow bank again. But uh, there's really, is there any way really to avoid that? I mean, I'm sure you get complaints all the time, but uh, I don't know. It seems like we need to have a little more understanding on the part of the citizens here. So we tell our snow team when they're plowing the streets to plow the streets all the way, all the way back to the curb. So when, when we go up the street, we're going to come back down the street and we're going to get as close to the curb as we can. Um, and then at that point, that's when we would like you to come out and clear your driveway. Okay. So if we haven't been down your street to plow it, just know that we're going we're gonna to be back. Um, each storm is a little different, so we try to stick with that. But typically when you see our snow plow um, done and all the snow's over to the curb, we're done with your street. Okay, and uh, you've got some tips, uh, a video tip that's on the city website, is it? Yes, it's a VDOT um, video clip of showing you how you should clear your your driveway out. Okay, and if we have a really big snow, uh, what about uh, snow emergency routes, Uh, those designations? What's the rule? The rule is when snow plan B goes into effect, you'll need to have your vehicles off the, the roadway and also snow plan C as well. You know what? That's a perfect segue because we hear on the radio, snow plan A in effect, snow plan B. Let's just briefly walk through. Snow plan A is? Basically, when we're applying chemicals, things are getting icy out. And it's okay for motorists to be out under snow plan A? You can, but we're we're really telling folks to just be careful. All right. And then we move into snow plan B. Snow plan B is when we're actually plowing the roads and the snow emergency routes will go into effect. All righty. And snow plan C means what? We have a lot of snow (laughs) (laughs) because we're actually hauling the snow at that point and uh, we're definitely encouraging everybody not to be out on the street. All righty. Any other tips, Justin, that you'd like to share with our, our listeners? No, just um, if you don't have to be out during the storm, you stay at home and, and have fun. All right. And, you know, the snow plows are trying to do their jobs so we can make it easier and safer for everybody. Um, be patient around the plows. Never pass a snow plow. Um, be aware of the fact that there's reduced visibility. Um, and, you know, sometimes people try to pass a snow plow and you can end up you know, side by side, that doesn't help help your plow driver at all, does it? No, we ask that you just keep your distance back from the snow plows and let them have plenty plenty of distance because it, in those big trucks, it, it is very difficult to see vehicles. Yeah, and obviously, if you've got two plows in tandem, uh, especially if you have a small car, you do not drive in between the two plows. That's correct. All righty. And uh, as far as uh, an approaching plow, is there a safety rule there that we should keep in mind? Uh, we'd like you to stay back at least 100 feet Okay. Um, behind the plow. But if you're approaching the plow, try to get in a lane that's farthest away. All righty. Justin Hall, City's Public Works Division Manager, thank you very, very much for being here with us. And, uh, you know, now that it's revealed that you are... The snowman. I'm looking at uh, the picture that they have of you in your superhero garb. Uh, isn't it a little chilly to be out there in tights during a snowstorm? Those are thermal tights, Barry. Oh, oh, okay. That, that explains <laughs> Thank it. Thank you for having me. You bet. Thank you, Justin, very, very much. And remember, stock up. Check out uh, your battery situation. Make sure you've got water. Paper, bread, eggs, M&Ms. And, uh, hey, stay in tune with the City of Winchester's website for any kind of snow plans or activations. Speaking of the City's notification system, 
Are you signed up for the activation alert? Joining us is Amy Simmons, Communications Director with the City of Winchester. So how do we get signed up, Amy? All you have to do is go to winchesterva.gov slash get alerts, and there will be a link there for our notification system. You click that link, you create an account, and while you're there, you can uh, choose which kind of uh, notifications you want to receive. Those are anywhere from weather to snow plan uh, alerts as far as when we activate and deactivate those. We also have uh, refuse and recycling collection changes. Those change sometimes with weather and also with holidays. We have planned road closures. We can let you know when there's roads that are scheduled to be closed. Uh, When the city closes for any reason, holidays or when the weather is bad, and several others. So if you want to stay in tune with what's going on, we can send you a text, an email, or a phone call with the system. All right. One more time on that site. That's winchesterva.gov slash get alerts. Thanks, Amy. Thank you. Next up on our Roush Review, Tim Y. the History Guy with another Winchester 101 History lesson to complement the upcoming Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Then we're going to be talking about some upcoming events and activities, and we'll end up with a special announcement from Winchester Fire and Rescue Chief William Garrett. So, Tim, take it away. Tim Y. the History Guy bringing you another episode of Winchester 101. This time, we focus on some of Winchester's civil rights history, particularly that impacting the city's black population in recognition of the upcoming Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. We'll look at the actions of some people of color who had a role in changing segregationist rules that barred access to opportunity in Winchester. People like Thomas Laws, Dr. Henry Moss Brooks, and Ruth Jackson. Winchester has come a long way from the Civil War era of the mid-19th century when many African Americans were considered property and denied or severely limited with regard to rights such as voting. In a new book, To Be Free Someday, Race and Freedom in the Shenandoah Valley During the Civil War Era, Shenandoah University professor Jonathan Noyalis compiles accounts from numerous Shenandoah Valley slaves His research repudiates the myths about conditions for African Americans in the Shenandoah Valley, as incorrectly put forth with the Lost Cause movement of the early 20th century. He documents the struggles that they endured and the risks that they took to ultimately gain freedom and create a better life. One of the many brave men from that period was Thomas Laws, who, as a slave, was allowed to transport goods between areas like Winchester, that in the fall of 1864 was occupied by Confederate troops and areas occupied by or otherwise under the control of Union troops, such as Berryville. Laws agreed to carry a message from Union sympathetic Quaker Rebecca Wright, who had written an account of Confederate troop strength in Winchester at the request of Union General Philip Sheridan. General Sheridan was preparing for battle against Confederate General Jubal Early. The intelligence provided by the brave actions of Wright and Laws proved beneficial in the Third Winchester Battle in September of 1864. It would represent the last time that the Confederate Army occupied Winchester. The rights obtained by blacks during the post-Civil War Reconstruction era included the right to vote and hold elected office. But these were soon undone by the subsequent period of redemption where southern states, like Virginia, 
rewrote their constitutions and rescinded or severely limited those rights via Jim Crow laws. These changes to state law were empowered by the Byrd political machine, including segregationist measures by Governor and then U.S. Senator Harry F. Byrd Sr., a native of Winchester. Following the U.S. Supreme Court finding segregation uh, to be unconstitutional in 1954 and then again in 1955, Senator Byrd called for massive resistance, which in 1958 effectively cut off state aid to any school in Virginia that integrated. This particularly hurt minority students whose families could not afford to send them to private schools. Local amateur historian Judy Humbert told recently about how black students in the North Kent Street neighborhood who had attended the Douglas School instead wished to attend John Hanley High School where there was a greater variety of courses. Both the Winchester School Board and the State Board of Education denied the request. It was not until 1962 when the Virginia Supreme Court decision required integrated schools. A precursor to integrating Winchester Public Schools was the efforts of Henry Moss Brooks while a college student. Well into the 1950s, the Hanley Library was a segregated facility. Head librarian C. Vernon Eddy had established many rules for library patrons, one of which was that black residents could not check out books other than picking them up for white families. In 1953, Brooks was working on a paper for a class at the University of Virginia, and Eddy denied him use of the library. Brooks and three others confronted city council to secure library privileges for the community's black population, which otherwise had to use an inferior branch at the Douglas School. The brave move by Brooks paid off as the council-appointed library board ruled against Mr. Eddy and instructed him to integrate the facilities. Dr. H.M. Brooks, as Henry Moss Brooks would later be known, also came up with a clever way to secure employment for people of color in the businesses along Loudoun Street. He quietly met with the white business owners and got them to agree in a coordinated manner to hire at least one black employee. That way, no single business would economically suffer being boycotted by white customers opposed to the hiring of black people. Another quiet leader in the civil rights movement was Ruth Jackson, who, together with her husband, operated Ruth's Tea Room on East Cecil Street, near the corner of South Kent Street. Ruth's daughter, Vivian Jackson, recalls her mother applying for a liquor license back when Virginia required separate entrances for black and white customers. Since the place already had two entrances, the permit was issued. Jackson sat people in different sections, but that didn't mean they stayed there. Jackson recalled the restaurant being the type of place that served people from all walks of life, where they all got along. Yes, Winchester has come a long way since its pre-Civil War days. In 1975, amid growing racial tension at Hanley High School, Effie Davis was appointed as the first black member of city council. She would later be elected to that position. In November of 2016, John David Smith became Winchester's first black mayor. 
At his first council meeting as mayor in January of 2018, he was elected by a majority of his fellow councilors as president of city council. Another black councilman, John Hill, was elected vice mayor in 2018. Civil War slave Thomas Laws could probably never have imagined a black mayor here in Winchester, but his brave actions in 1864 helped to make that possible. Well, that's it for me, Tim Y., the History Guy, until the next episode of Winchester 101. Time now for Now You Know, the segment where we talk about interesting city of Winchester facts that you may not be aware of. So in honor of this first podcast of 2020, here are some interesting 2019 year-end service delivery stats. This comes by way of our public services team that just may knock your socks off or at least one of your socks. In 2019, crew swept over 2,660 miles of streets to keep Winchester looking beautiful and to keep harmful debris out of our storm drains. Public works crews also collected over 435 tons of leaves, which will be composted and offered to the community for free. Almost 6,600 tons of refuse and over 2,400 tons of recycling were collected 193 potholes were repaired. Wintran, our city's public transit program, served over 136,000 passengers in 2019. And finally, crews repaired 32 water main breaks, read 76,890 water meters, flushed 1,315 fire hydrants, cleaned 137,122 linear feet of sewer mains, and responded to 348 calls for service for water or sewer emergencies. That's 348 times. So if you didn't know before, now you know. Let's check out some upcoming events and activities that are being offered by the City of Winchester and Partners. Looking for something fun to do with the kids this winter? Don't miss Winchester Parks and Recreation's free family movie nights. One Friday each month, a different family movie is going to be shown in the Jim Barnett Park Rec Center at 6.15 p.m. Hey, come early, though. Fun activities for the family will begin at 5.30. And remember to bring a blanket or something to sit on. The first movie night's going to show Disney's Aladdin. It's the 2019 version. That'll be this Friday. Friday, January 17th. Winchester Parks and Recreation has also revamped their competitive swim training program for ages 7 to 18. The program is now 12 weeks long with a mock swim meet held at the end. The next session begins the week of January 27th, so sign up now. Save the date for Old Town Winchester's Chocolate Escape. That's Saturday, February the 8th. Plenty of tasty chocolate treats, special deals, live music, and fun activities to get you all ready for Valentine's Day. And now, we conclude with a very important announcement. We welcome back to the Rouse Review, Winchester Fire and Rescue Chief William Garrett. Great to see you again, Chief. Yeah, thank you for having me back on the show. There is an important date that we would like to make everyone aware of. The Winchester Fire and Rescue Department is conducting an evaluation of our system of services. And on January 21st at 6 o'clock we're having a community input meeting that's where we would like members of the community to come share some thoughts and ideas about what they would like to see uh, with their fire and rescue department it's a very exciting time and we would love the community's input excellent excellent and the date and place again and time it's going to be january 21st 6 p.m at jim barnett park lord fairfax room at the war memorial 
All righty, Chief. Thanks very, very much. Happy New Year. And thank you for joining us on the Rouse Review as we kick off another year of interesting conversations and information that you need to know. I'm Barry Lee with 92.5 Wink FM. We'll be back on the fourth Thursday of January at 5 p.m. So long for now. Thank you.